Hello, my darlings. You are listening to Healing in Doses, a place for nuggets of insight and inspiration to take along your healing journey and maybe a little bit of magic for you as well. My name is Siobhan and I am your resident host of this podcast series and I am happy to be back for another episode of Sky Magic. This week in astrology, we will be diving into today, May 20th through May 26th on Saturday. I just want to kick this off by saying this week will be a hell of a lot softer than last week. So if you've had a bit of trouble adjusting to the recent events, this week will give us a little bit of a reprieve, give you some time to process. Now, it won't be a completely slow week. The universe is still moving. It's still going. It's still fluxing. So we do have some things going on, but much of it will be introspective. Uh, the moon will have three different placements, though there are two notable inner planet shifts that we'll be talking about, one happening today. So that is how we'll kick off today's episode. But again, there's a lot of things happening in the sky. And this week is a building block kind of week for you to take stock of what it all means for you and process how you choose to move forward. So as I mentioned, one of those notable shifts includes today as the sun enters Gemini. If you are a Gemini, it is your time to shine, baby. From May 20th through June 21st, we will all be basking in the energy of the twins. Gemini energy can be described as light, infectious, fun, intellectual, and creative, among many other things. Those born under this sign are driven by the joy of life and emboldened by curiosity. Each sign, however, has a shadow energy, and Geminis are no different. A shadow energy or shadow energies are the darker aspects of one's character and, in this case, one's zodiac sign, as we all have our demons, honey. For Geminis, the beautiful curiosity that helps them create is also the same energy that can hinder their ability to progress. The overthinking, overanalyzing and overdoing that can run rampant within the sign can unnecessarily delay the onset of their dreams. So if you are a Gemini, pay attention to how your double-edged sword is really working for you in these times as we go through all of these changes. As an intellectually driven sign, Geminis find it difficult to tap into their intuition a lot of times, uh, creating a bottleneck of ideas and of actions. Always the conversationalist, you Geminis have the ability to debate with the best and bring forth fluidity in communication. However, y'all can talk y'all asses off, leaving many exhausted from the banter. The over-talking can also make people question your authenticity as you may end up sounding more like a salesperson. And ultimately, as we keep talking, we tend to waver and shift our opinions over time. So you wanna watch out for the energy of unreliability. You want to watch out for uh, people feeling as though you are putting on a show rather than being your authentic self. And it's not just about appearing great for the press or appearing great for people around you. It's also about you tapping into your intuition and asking yourself, do I really believe that shit? Does that shit really matter to me? 
is it really that serious or am I just caught up in the excitement of it all? Am I just caught up in the curiosity of it all? These are questions, uh, my dear Gemini friends, I would encourage you to ask yourself when you find uh, your nature being entangled in the shadow energy. Now, although I'm speaking about gems in particular, these energies will be latent in all of us for the next 30 days. So it's not just those with Gemini birthdays. It's going to be the air of the, of the season, right? No matter what your sun sign is. It's not a bad way to really move us past the type of depth we've encountered over the past few weeks, if not months. And it also ain't a bad way to kick off the summer. Again, the universe makes no mistakes. We need a little bit of levity. And Gemini energy is just the potion to lift us up from all of the hidden, deep, uh, inner workings of plans and processes and changes that the sky has really set up for us through all of these major transits and elements of surprise we've been working with as of late. Adding to the lightness, the lift that we all may feel when processing our lives and our day-to-day -day events uh, will be the moon's transit into Leo on the same day. So this will add a bit of softness, a bit of boldness, a bit of pleasure. Uh, both Geminis and Leos share the desire to connect with people, uh, share the desire to really bask in the fun and the flight of life and, and be a bit carefree. So you'll have those two signs working synergistically to create that environment, right? So that, that will get added into the equation. Leo energy and, and a moon in Leo is one that is a bit more emotional, if you will, than the air sign of Gemini. So there is some endearing qualities and love and softness that come into the lion sign as well. We will feel a bit closer to our needs uh, equally and, and our personal mission as Leos are very self-driven and uh, affection and bonding will be prevalent for the next few days as well, especially with our current transit having Venus in Cancer. So you probably have already experienced that. Venus went into Cancer uh, yesterday. So you're probably already really into your heart space and thinking about what it is that you want emotionally, what is going to create the most emotional stability for you. And with these two signs kind of adding into themselves into the equation, the Gemini and Leo, today will be a good time to go out. <laughs> so it's actually, if you're in New York, it's a nice day. We've actually been underwater. Uh, we've been, it's been raining for days, 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 days. And, um, energetically and spiritually rain cleanses things and rain moves things through so i found it very cathartic to have the rain occur during what the transits that were that were happening over the past uh, week when we you know we were talking about the uranus and, and taurus and working with that energy of like moving things through in radical change having the water come down and essentially brush the city with a big old baptism and have a start today with all of these really light and loving energies and it's sunny outside. Again, ain't nobody making no mistakes up there. This is for real. This is how they want it. This is how they like it. And, and when you see these kind of um, synchronicities, it's, it's a beautiful thing and you know that there's something else going on. So today is, is a day where lightness really takes hold and what we desire on the individual level, on the personal level, uh, comes into the forefront as well. And we'll be feeling that over the, over the course of, of the early part of the week. 
I'll throw a bit of caution uh, in today in particular, uh, as Venus, although it is in Cancer, Venus as the planet is making some tricky aspects to Saturn and Chiron, right? Saturn being the planet of restrictions and order and boundaries and Chiron being the wounded healer, uh, really tapping into someone's ability to heal, but also what needs to be deeply healed, healed within oneself. And it'll, this, the, the aspects that Venus is making is going to highlight restrictions and, and even deep seated relationship issues. Um, again, given that it's in Cancer, that's one of the premier relationship signs of the Zodiac. So it's going to bring up these issues when we talk about its relationship currently to Saturn and Chiron. So keep the love high, right? Keep the levity going, unless you are ready to really face these issues head on because the energy is there. So again, if you're about to have that tough conversation, if the sunshine has shined a light on some shit you gotta tackle, this is one of those days to do that uh, where the energy will be there, right? The moon will remain in Leo until 11.30 uh, p.m. this evening, and then will go void until it enters Virgo on uh, Monday the 21st. So as with all voids, anytime a moon goes void, it's essentially the moon, you know, hop, skipping and around, taking its time, moving from one sign to the next. Anytime it goes void, do not make any serious plans or serious decisions or sign any contracts. Treat voids as mini retrogrades, right? Anytime we talk about Mercury retrograde, we kind of, we say the same sort of things. Treat voids in the same uh, in the same framework. A lot of voids don't have to last too long. We're, we're talking about you know almost a, a 24-hour turnaround. And if you can avoid those major decisions or embarking on some major ventures during that time from about 11.30 tonight uh, till about 10.30 Monday night, that would be awesome. Uh, please uh, avoid it if you can. Trust me, from experience, it ain't worth it. <laughs> okay, so make sure you just watch yourself during the voids and late Monday, the sign will move into its new home in Virgo, so you'll be ready for that. On late Monday, the moon goes into Virgo, as mentioned earlier, and it will prompt us to take a closer look at our routines, our home, our work, and our structure. Virgo moons are compassionate, yet very practical. And one thing I love about Virgos as a sign is they are the natural detectives of the zodiac. Each and every one of you Virgos, all murder she wrote, all detectives, all Sherlock Holmes, all of you guys are living in uh, living life one law and order episode at a time because you are able and have a natural ability and maybe it, it might be a gift and a curse to be able to take each word, each event, each person, each occurrence, and really string together the narrative to uh, paint the bigger picture. And that energy will be within all of us. We will all feel a natural urge to problem solve, and our emotions won't take a back seat. They'll simply be used as tools to accomplish this very goal. Let's look at what's happening in the grand scheme of things. Let's take a bit more of an objective approach to what's going on, and let's see where our emotions can be the best use. On Tuesday, the 22nd, the moon will also be in its first quarter and it will give us all a bit of 
of a bit of a jolt uh, around the urgency uh, to accomplish one's dreams and to move past inertia. So we will have that energy uh, combining with the moon's uh, placement already in Virgo to really think about our life externally and how we can create the structures around us to suit our greatest goals, to suit our greatest success and our greater vision. So if you're looking to get shit done, this first quarter moon plus the moon's placement in Virgo is a nice opportune time going from Tuesday all the way through Wednesday. So that midweek, that midweek uh, slump that many people feel, a lot of us ain't really going to be feeling that slump. It'll be a nice place of energy, a nice place of really moving and pushing things through. As promised, on Thursday, the moon will glide into the balance sign of Libra uh, Thursday morning uh, to be exact 2.52 a.m. <laughs> the moon will spend about a good three days in the sign of Libra. So we'll get a, we'll get a, good, uh, a good time to really rest in this moon placement. And it will foster a desire for partnership and need for balance right? and a desire to use reason when trying to make sense of the world. Libras uh, are the partnership sign. Libra governs uh, house seven. We think of that the seven houses, which is all about major partnerships. So you may have a tendency this weekend to really um, not look at you know the the fun fancy short-term relationships in your life, you are really looking at the people around you, your friends, your romantic partners, your family, any of those really deep relationships, like some relationships that got some miles on them, and taking some stock into how you feel about those relationships on an emotional level. How are they adding to the big picture as well, right? We're coming out of the Virgo sign, getting a big picture awareness of what's happening in our world. And what we can do to make some actionable change and now we're taking that spotlight and we're simply shifting it to the people and how they fit into that big picture as well so we will all feel that energy uh, as you know libras will probably feel that the strongest but it may not even be noticeable because most libras feel that way all the time but if you haven't really taken stock of the people in your life the end of the week will have that tone and it will give you an opportunity to really tap into that energy in the middle of that moon transit, another kind of you know battery in the back of that feeling is this Jupiter in Scorpio making a trine to Neptune in Pisces, right? So as a recap, Jupiter, the planet, is currently retrograde in the sign of Scorpio. Neptune is chilling out in the sign of Pisces, right? Neptune and Jupiter, nice pairing of planets, Scorpio and Pisces, both water signs. So we can already see the emotional element of this transit as the moon is focusing on our relationships. So we can already see what's happening here. A trine is a beautiful aspect that essentially takes the two energies and makes them one. So unlike a, a sextile, which you may have heard me use before, it's not that the two energies are working in partnership where each one has a chance to shine. A trine is the the molding and the creation of one singular force through these planetary energies, right? So 
Neptune and Jupiter, Jupiter being the planet of luck, of gifts, of expansion, Neptune being the planet of spirituality, of humanitarianism, of deep emotions, of deep um, escapism, of deep um, mystical forces. Those two combining together brings a huge spotlight on idealism, on worldviews, on humanitarian goals, on hidden impulses coming to light, right? So during this time when we're thinking about relationships and how we feel about relationships, this Jupiter and Neptune pairing is going to put us in a position where we want to begin to meet people, to interact with people, to bond with people, to help people, to support people. There's going to be a big focus on that real Neptune and that real Piscean energy to kind of heal and help the world, right? Uh, Neptune is also a planet that governs self-sacrifice. So you may um, take those practical feelings and those practical ideals and throw them out the window temporarily to help someone or to help yourself uh, because you really need to be soothed in that moment. Uh, right now, uh, May 25th, it, that day is going to be a day of generosity, a day of compassion. That's what that trine will kick off for each and every one of us as we relate and, and think about the people and the relationships in our lives. So if you feel around the, the Friday, Saturday uh, window, if you're feeling like <laughs> if you're feeling like people are being a little extra soft on you or a little bit more invested in how's your life going, how's your heart feeling, how's your well-being, that is something that is uh, promoted through this transit and further bolstered up by the moon's placement in Libra, right? So all of that together will take us from being, it'll take us from being a bit more individualistic right? And a, a little more self-involved as we were at the beginning of the week and really take us to this altruism and this level of external love and appreciation and gratitude uh, towards the end of the week. So we will have that emotional turn of events as the days flow. And that, my darlings, is the skinny on this week's Sky Magic. Now, you know the drill. Take this information and use it as a guide. When we're talking astrology, we're talking energetic potential. We're, we're talking what's there, what's possible, what's meaningful, like what's going on, what could people be uh, interacting with. And some of these energies will um, hit us a bit harder than others, depending on our own individual natal charts, which is why it's so important to know your own self and to know your own things. Uh, and looking at some of these transits personally, you know, only a few of them are really going to impact my chart uh, in that manner. And think about it. If where I'm talking about global planets <laughs> or planets um, uh, doing, uh, having aspects or making trines or sextiles or shifting on a global level, imagine what this looks like when we talk about Jupiter, for example, making a trine or a sextile or an opposition to a planet in your natal chart, right? So that's something that's important too. And that's when things get complicated. And that's what the beautiful thing about astrology, because we're not all one thing and, and we can all be you know, tap, we can all tap into these energies in a very different way. So it's important to know your own shit. So get your birth chart done if you haven't. There's a bunch of online resources that are free if you want to generate your birth chart that way. If you want to talk to a professional, go ahead and do that. If you want to hit me up, please do so as well. You can always uh, send me a comment, uh, send me a message here. 
uh, or you can visit my site, uh, thehealingview.com, and leave me a comment that way. Uh, send me a note if you'd like to get your personal chart done and see how these transits are affecting you individually. Um, there's been a bit of a rise in the <laughs> requests lately because people are uh, really sh- kind of struggling or trying to find meaning in what's happening in the sky, and I totally understand it. 2018 is a transformative year. I will keep saying it, and if you need some help understanding what that means, I'm always here for you. Uh, I love your comments. I love your questions. And if you do have some that you would like me to address on a future episode or in a different podcast or whatever you like, please go ahead and leave me a comment uh, on Anchor, on iTunes, on all, on Overcast, on all the podcast stations. I check them all. And just go ahead and let me know what you need from me. And I will be sure to address that. So again, my darlings, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of Sky Magic. And as always, happy, happy healing.